Update at noon. And we're joined now by uh, National Assembly House Chairperson, Mr. Cedric Frolic. Thanks so much for your time. Welcome to Update at Noon. Thank you, Zakina, and good afternoon to your listeners. So, of course, it is new, it is different, but um, what is your sense coming here today for Sona for the first time, not in its traditional home? Well, we've been taken out of our comfort zone, our traditional home for since 1994 for State of the Nation addresses, but I must say that we are very grateful for the uh, assistance and cooperation from the City of Council and the Mayor of Cape Town, um, who have received us with open arms, as well as the staff of Parliament that had to make the adjustment from what they were used to and face a new challenge, and I can say that they have all risen and taken up the responsibilities to this occasion and we are waiting in anticipation for the program to roll out. And I must say on that score, you know, it's, it's always, uh, it seems that we're always very hard on public officials uh, when it comes to pointing out what they do wrong. But you're right, they have risen to the occasion. Uh, they've gone above and beyond to assist everybody in order to make sure that things progress as smoothly as they possibly can today so perhaps we just also need to acknowledge that but in terms of the actual work of parliament and now um, there have been virtual sittings there have been um, hybrid sittings as a result of COVID but how is this the fact now that the building has actually built uh, burned down part of uh, uh, the parliamentary building how is that going to impact on your work as you know the chairperson calling sittings having these uh, sittings take place how is that going to work moving forward well we had to make certain adjustments and um, one of it is, is that we had to relocate a lot of the key officers from of the presiding officers as well as members of parliament about three or four political parties that are affected to other areas on the precincts of parliament um, the hybrid meetings will continue you will recall that in 2021 it was also a hybrid sitting of the State of the Nation address that took place. So this will continue tonight under the current COVID regulations. Coming into a new environment, of course, has its own challenges. Um, and the cost factor is also indicative of the extra work that we needed to do to get the city all ready to host a State of the Nation address. We, over the years, have cut down significantly on the hosting of SONA. But our home, the National Assembly that hosted the joint settings, unfortunately has burned down, cannot be used. And we had to customize City Hall to the needs to host such a joint sitting. It's a huge challenge, but I believe that we do have the commitment from the members, as well as the different political parties and the staff to make it work. Mm. In terms of security, because that obviously is a key issue now, uh, given what has happened, uh, but um, we also know that uh, Minister Peggy Tele, and I unfortunately just don't have a visual on that, uh, but he's meant to address uh, the media and uh, the South African public about preparations for tonight. So just from your side, in terms of those uh, security measures, are you able to give us a sense of what to expect here later on especially? Well, we have received the security briefing from the responsible people in the security sector and we are quite comfortable that all the necessary measures are in place to ensure that the event go off with any glitches, not only tonight but also next week when the debate will take place. I can um, assure you that um, given the challenges that we experienced uh, since the 2nd of January when Parliament burned down, they had to put their heads together.
and um, you find a situation now where members of parliament will actually be transported from parliament to the new precincts of parliament and all those measures are in place. I went through it myself this morning and I'm quite comfortable that they have done what they were supposed to do. Because I was wondering about that this morning and uh, mm. just looking at where possibly all of this is going to take mm. place because in Parliament you knew what the route was, what would be the most efficient way to get people through and basically just looking around in terms of where, how the drop-off points would work, etc., yeah. etc. Et uh, but as you say, you have managed to look at all of that and you're happy that things will go according to plan. We also know that the State of the Nation address is always always time to perfection yeah. are we going to get everything yeah. done on time yeah. um, that's part of the reason why the presiding officers yesterday and this morning with the president went through the precinct to ensure that it actually goes according to the program exactly at the time what is expected when the president takes the national salute in front of the building in the background with Madiba overlooking the area, very, it's going to be a very important moment. Um, um, we've, we've gone through all of that. Um, here and there, we're just tidying up on a few things. Um, before coming into the studio now, I went through it again, and I'm comfortable with what is in place. And of course, as you said, it's not just for today, for the State of the Nation address. Um, as the House Chairperson, you have other important events yeah. also coming up. Uh, you've got, after the uh, State of the Nation address, there's of course then the debate about the State of the Nation address. The President will then uh, respond. And of course, then you will have uh, the budget speech. Yes. And all of this is coming you know, right after each other. Yes, it, it must work. Uh, to perfection to make sure everything takes place but you must also keep in mind that this is a very dynamic process because you have warm bodies members of parliament from different political parties it's it will be all of us will have to adapt to the new situation that is there the layout of city hall is not what the layout of the national assembly used to be uh, members will have office space inside but it will be party space uh, for political parties not to throw parties for political parties to do their work here but uh, most of the opposition parties still have their offices intact so they will shuttle between their offices and secure and that will we'll need to adapt to that we'll need, have to get used to that for the next few days we'll need to adapt to it but obviously that also comes at a cost uh, shuttling members between uh, the uh, traditional parliamentary precinct parliament mm -hmm. and what has now also been uh, basically co-opted yes. into Parliament as a parliamentary precinct mm -hmm. here at the Cape Town City Hall. That cost factor is included in the 4 million rent uh, budget that has been put aside. That's a 4 million rent ceiling. It won't go beyond that. It could even be less than that. So that shuttling is included because members will leave their vehicles in their parking base at Parliament. And now you can imagine to get about 297 members from Parliament through the city itself. It's not the entire city that has been uh, proclaimed as a parliamentary precinct. You have to move through public. Um, but um, this morning it went reasonably well. Uh, attention, of course, will focus this afternoon when the members arrive, is to get all of them in time to be seated by 6 p.m. because that's when the official program kick in. So what happens subsequent to this? Because this has now been declared a parliamentary precinct. How far, how much of it? And, and, and what does that mean, the implications thereof for Cape Tonians who use this part of town? Well, you are currently sitting in the parliamentary precinct. Yes. 
uh, we, um, we have about 300 accredited journalists out of 897 that apply to be here. This is what could be accommodated. Um, this will remain a parliamentary precinct until the President has responded to the debate on the State of the Nation address. Thereafter, the National Council of Provinces will go back into the building that they occupied. That wasn't really badly affected. There's more smoke damage there than anything else, and uh, that has been cleaned. Uh, the National Assembly sittings will then take place in the Good Hope Chamber. Now, the Good Hope Chamber is smaller than what the National Assembly is, so that will also be a hybrid sitting when that takes place. Committees will continue with their work. Committees have been on oversight for the last two weeks across the country. They are making use of some are hybrid, others are in-person meetings that are taking place. So we are quite positive that it continues, but ultimately the discussion must start once reports are available and empirical evidence is available on what is going to happen to the National Assembly building. And that discussion must take place as soon as we are done with the State of the Nation address and the budget so that we can get the conversation going. We need to know what the cost implications also will be. No decision has been taken as far as that is concerned. Mm. We also need to know why Parliament has been so lax about it. Uh, I asked, for example, the IFP Sumkuleko Sengwa this morning whether he's ever uh, uh, been part of a fire drill at Parliament, and he said no in all his time as an MP. And I know, you know, for example, at the SABC at Auckland Park, they are the most annoying things, these fire drills, but it is necessary. You know, uh, there are regulations that uh, govern what must be done. So how did it happen? There are in the preliminary reports that have been received from Public Works, City of Cape Town, as well as the police, glaring gaps that has been identified. And those are the type of things that will have to be taken into account immediately. We don't need to wait for the new National Assembly to be built. There's the rest of the precinct of Parliament that is still operating. And we need to be more aware, a greater awareness of fires that can take place and other types of disasters that can take place. And we need to fill that gap. And uh, just finally, as uh, the House Chairperson, um, in terms of the work that you have to do, what are you looking forward to in the speech? Well, I'm also um, with the House Chairperson in the NCOP. We are part of the steering committee. We're setting up a steering committee on climate change. We reactivated what we had in 2015-2016. I would want to the President and he would clearly spell out the economic recovery plan because that's really at the bottom of the challenges that we are facing with increasing inequality. The rich are getting richer, the poor are getting poorer. And uh, the President will have to articulate very, very clearly. And linked to that is the green recovery. How are we going to deal with issues such as climate change? How are we going to deal with matters of gender-based violence and femicide to ensure that it continuously receives attention? But the President will also give us a report back on what has been achieved since 2021. That will be the subject of the debate and the plans going forward. Infrastructure development that must take place to ensure that we have water security in the country. We to ensure also that our electricity supply improves because it's disruptive to ordinary citizens but also to business and it also reflects then in the economic growth targets that cannot be achieved.
and this is what ordinary South Africans are asking, but they're saying you are the leaders of this country. You sit in those halls where uh, legislation is uh, formulated and passed. Uh, so people are expecting more from the leaders as well. We, what happens uh, at the State of the Nation addresses the President spells out the mm. plan. The Minister of Finance come and he attach monetary value to that. It's a task of committees and all members of Parliament then to see if it is actually implemented. And that is where the effective oversight of members actually go into sites to see if these things are really done that way. To move away from PowerPoint presentations where officials give you brilliant, brilliant, they spend a lot of time and money mm. on it. But in reality, there are shortcomings that is taking place. But it can also only work if the three different spheres work together. And I'm, I, I'm grateful you say that because that is a huge glaring problem, that oversight. Because as you say, someone was given money to build a bridge. There was a, a, a few weeks ago during the floods in KZN, um, there was a woman who was filmed who was literally swept away with other people watching and filming. Tenders had been put out for that bridge. There was no bridge. Someone lost her life in full view of others who couldn't do anything and literally watched her being washed away and died. I don't know if you saw those reports. Um, they were all over the media. Those sort of issues, when you talk about oversight, you know, surely more needs to be done by Parliament. You need to go and see where's the bridge at some point. More needs to be done across the sector, Absolutely. led by Parliament, because in this oversight that I'm talking about, it's across the sector. It's Parliament has a responsibility. That's the NA and the NCOP. Mm. And, but then also your provinces, because provinces get transfer payments from the national budget. And to actually go and see if it's happening, but also at local government level. Because our people face the brunt of poor services at local government level. We need to spend less time debating and more time to see and oversee if the practical implementation is actually taking place. Will you please invite me to your next oversight visit? I'd love to come. Anytime. Thank more than so welcome. Much. Would love to come. And uh, this, of course, Mr. Cedric Frolic. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, the House Chairperson, and uh, he's speaking to us about a wide range of issues and, of course, of course, how he's going to be affected in his job and Parliament overall uh, going forward. Update at noon.